Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. But, you know, who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt. Hi, y'all. Welcome to episode 14. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm accompanied by the other host of the show, Sawyer. Whoa, I thought you were going to call me Sally. (laughs) Okay. Let's right. do that again. Take two. Hi, y'all. Welcome to episode 14. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm accompanied by the other host of the show, Sally. Now, why did we call you Sally last week? Because I'm smart when I drink, and I drink water, mix in some waters. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. But you're a girl because you drink the, more of the water. Okay. Anyways, besides the point, I hope everyone had a wicked-ass week there. Uh, I certainly did. Sora, I don't know about you. How was your last week? Pretty good or... Yeah, it was pretty good. Pretty relaxing for myself, I guess. Went and got the haircut. Nice to get the nice fresh do oh, nice. every time. And uh, other than that, went to the movies for the first time since the pandemic started, actually. Oh, fun. Empty in there when I went. But nice. Yeah. You got to go on the Saturday afternoon shows. Just completely empty. That's, where, that's when you went? Yeah. Saturday afternoon. Oh, it was perfect. <laughs> so what you watch, anyways? Went and seen Creed 3. Oh, great, right. great flick. Yeah. Recommend. If you've seen the other two. Creed 3. Is that love, the one with, uh, one. what's the main character's name? Michael B. Jordan. But, uh. He's the act, main actor. Adonis Creed is his name in the movie. Okay, so what's that movie coming out with, it's like Wick, John Wick. John Wick. Yeah, John that's Wick, coming out yeah. too. That is out now, actually. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But yeah. that's enough talk of the movies here. And as much as I want to say I care about what you did last week, but not really. I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> I, well, I, care. I feel like we're just going to skim over what you did, right? <laughs> yes. doesn't, well, actually, doesn't even sound like we're going to go over it. I actually learned how to play crib this past week. Wow, you're getting old. Yeah, the game. Anyways, it's a lot of math and a lot of thinking. Too much. Yeah, whenever when I, when I want to relax, I want to relax and not have to overexert my brain. You know? But uh, anyways, we came last in the crib tournament. Yeah, put, in, <laughs> put in a solid effort, I bet. Yeah, solid effort, but... Uh, yeah, guys, this uh, this past week in the hockey world, it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty quiet, really. You know, we still have the big games going on with those bubble teams that are pushing for the playoffs. You know, Nashville Predators, Calgary Flames. Um, you know, in the East, there's the Florida Panthers and Buffalo and Ottawa. Still think that they have that opportunity there too. But uh, yeah, so we're nearing that time. You know, it's a crunch time for a lot of those teams, and uh, which means for us, it's a lot of good hockey watching. But it's still been relatively dull around the league, like for, you know, uh, media-wise, you know? Like, it was a slower week than usual. Yeah, like we had, we're going to cover today, like the Biden, uh, mentioning the Leafs and how he doesn't like them. Uh, and the Canada World Junior Team, the 2018 squad, you know, the, that infamous team. I don't know what they did, but they definitely did some bad things there that resulted in not much repercussion for certain players, really. We haven't even really known any players that really came out for it yet, but we'll cover all that later. I kind of want to start off with something that I like to watch, and that is players celebrating after big goals. And uh, in my eyes, it just it's fun for the fans. You know, it gets the team up their feet. It lifts, you know, it lifts the mojo of the squad. And uh, whenever I seen that big goal there. Uh, Evgeny Malkin scored on the Pittsburgh Penguins there to defeat the Washington Capitals. He scored with like a minute and 30 left in the third period. You know, big win for Pittsburgh. You know, they need those points. 
Like, I haven't seen that hurt from Evgeny Malkin in a long time. I don't know if you guys seen that, viewers, right there, but that goal was... It was a nice goal, but the Celly was nice even better. Goal. Oh, the Celly was immaculate. That guy was... He was so fired up. He loved, it, loved to see it, too. Extremely fired up. And it wasn't even just him. The whole bench was going off. Yeah. Crosby especially, too. See him yelling and jumping. It's a big, it's a big thing. It, was, it almost seemed like it was a... Like a game in the playoffs, honestly. OT winner. Yeah, for a win. Yeah. Besides, yeah, everyone going out and hugging everybody afterwards. Yeah. But, yeah, it was yeah, it was electric. Huge game between the Pens and Washington Capitals. And it kind of kind of makes me think back. Like, is this going to be one of the last meaningful games between these two clubs? Like, for the era of Crosby and Noveshkin? It could be. I never really thought of it that way. But Washington's definitely on the downward slope of uh oh, big time. you know they're leaning more towards a rebuild you know they're not going to announce that obviously but uh no. the moves that they made is definitely the moves that would implicate make, that they yeah. are trying to retool anyways and maybe they do trade a prospect or something like a connor mcmichael and try to get an instant top six forward back in the group there next year and hopefully they continue to push for the playoffs because we want ovi back in the playoffs yeah <laughs> Everybody so, wants to see him play longer. Oh, yeah. So, what do you think? Do you, did you like the, the, the Malkin Selly, or did you like the Pizzetta Selly? I think, I, I think I'd got to go with that Pizzetta one in the shootout. <laughs> even though it was a shootout, but, like, it's a huge, not even a huge game for the Canadians, honestly, <laughs> because they don't want to be getting points. But these players are playing freaking hard, man. I didn't even hear this Pizzetta guy until, like, late last year it was. But he came up big in, what was it, this eighth round, seventh, eighth round, yeah. that shootout? They rolled out a couple defensemen before him, yeah, Mike like, Matheson being one of them. Yeah. That that Selly was sweet though, just riding the stick like Tiger Williams back in the day, and then pointing at different sections in the rink. That was hilarious. Well, the game man. was in Buffalo, and he was pointing yeah. at different sections because a lot of the Habs fans made it down for the game in the so Buffalo. He's, he's acknowledging them individually. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but one thing I do like about this time of year is that you know you do get those really meaningful games for those teams that are fighting for those last wild card positions, which means, like I said earlier, that it's really fun hockey for us to watch. You know, extremely as fans. fun. It's like on the verge of playoff hockey already, which yeah. is really nice to watch. And big fans, but like even the kind of fans that are out there that just kind of watch their own team. And, you know, they don't really have a team really to cheer for right now. Because, like, for me, for instance, I'm just a big hockey fan in general. Like, I like watching hockey, even if it's not my team. But there, I know there's lots of fans out there that watch hockey just to watch their team. If their team's not go doing good, then they're not going to watch games. And I, what Pizzetta did there with that Selly, like, and the fans in the building, like, everyone's pumped about that. Everybody likes to see it. Everyone's having fun. It just makes the, the overall feel just that much better and a guy like Pizzetta on the team he knows probably that he might not be on the team next year since Montreal is losing they they don't have basically two lines in the lineup right now that are out in injury and Pizzetta is probably not going to fit the fold so he's like you know what I'm going to do whatever I can to be as entertaining as I can and to try to make as many people love me and love to watch me so Montreal will have that much harder of a time to not let him on the team next year He's playing like he deserves a spot still in that lineup, though, <laughs> for sure. Like he's he's been playing great. Since I think he's been so. Up there, same with that Harvey, Harvey Panarin. Harvey Panarin, yeah. yeah. He's been playing really good as well. All those guys are playing for a role next year. Like, there's no wonder we're still seeing Montreal win these hockey games, even though fans don't want to see it, like yourself. Yeah. But 
done with now though. But these guys want to win. They want to stay on that team for next year. They got to prove themselves. And like you said, he might he might be one of the odd mans out next year because of all these injuries right now. Oh, he's getting a so good many shot. Injuries. We won't go over how many, but there's a lot. But yeah. I uh, right now Montreal Canadians and all you Habs listeners listening to this, they won't be dropping any farther down the standings. So their best shot right now at getting, you know, that Conor Bedard fella, is going to be at eight point five percent. That's the highest percentage that they're going to get, unfortunately. But if Florida falters down to the bottom 11 of the crew, they might get an extra two percentage points there. So they might get up to 10% chance of getting Conor Bedard. But uh, the likelihood and the chances and the percentages are leaning not, more towards Mishkov, yeah. the Russian, or yeah. not even Fantilli. Maybe Mishkov, yeah. though. He should be, like, top three. Yeah, but, he you know, be. Montreal's fifth last right now they could very well get a second and a third round spot there they might even get the first you know yeah. who knows always room to jump there for sure the draft is going to be well, we're going to be definitely watching that especially the draft lottery you're going to be eyes are going to be peeled on that <laughs> I aren't just they? wish montreal was bottom three yeah. at least yeah i would be a lot more excited for you but hey you got the first overall last year so yeah and he's, been, and he's been healing if you still remember who you picked yeah he's been out, <laughs> he's been out for so long. long time he actually went back to slovakia there to finish off his high school eh? he might as well. as well imagine being an nhl star and then going back to high school just <laughs> it's so could weird you imagine that's what he's doing just going back to high yeah. school <laughs> playing in the nhl oh my gets hurt Jesus. goes back to high school and where he's from, Slovakia, correct? Yeah, that's just how young that fella is. Yeah, he's young. He's going to be... 18, so he is literally... A lot of room for development. Grade 12. There. He's going to be good. Talking about draft lottery, Conor Bedard, I feel like the Columbus Blue Jackets might get him, right? 25% chance. Yeah, 25% chance. That's that's huge. That is really huge. Um, one other thing I've seen Columbus do over the week, they, were, they posted it on social media there about Kirill the Thrill. I was like... They don't got Krill Kaprizov on their team, do they? No, no, not. no. Obviously not is right, but they're pretty well taking that from Minnesota when they gave Krill Kaprizov that name, Krill the Thrill, and throwing it at Krill Merchenko, <laughs> <laughs> some some bottom six player for the Blue Jackets. He's playing he, well though. When he scores a goal, he is playing well. I, I will give him that, but you can't be taking that. Like, no, show some creativity there. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets social media team. We we need better out of you guys. I'd love to see Bedard go there, though. Wouldn't you? Stays in the East. We can actually watch him. It'd be nice to watch him, but it's just not good for a few your favorite teams in the East. But he's going to rejuvenate that whole franchise and finally reward those passionate and loyal fans in Ohio. They sold out the arena Friday night against the New York Islanders. And that's a, <sighs> what consider is a boring team in the NHL. And Columbus is the worst team in the NHL. Yeah. To sell out in that game, that's pretty crazy. So I think they deserve a generational talent like Connor Bedard is going to be at some point and going to be a good fit if he can slide in there with Line A and Johnny Goudreau. Their power play is going to be off the wall or oh, off the chain. Definitely yeah. to get Rowenski back too. Oh, big time. But the team's only been like mediocre ever since they've been in the league. So I, I think it's time for them to actually be true contenders. They only won one playoff round. And that Connor was the Bedard. big shock against Tampa. Yeah, there a Connor, few years back. Connor Bedard won't give them enough, though. And like, we all think it's Connor Bedard. It's not going to be, be enough, but it's going to be enough to get them to be a contending team because he's going to have that three years, eight, what is it, 950K? Yeah. Yes. 
that salary of a rookie coming so in, basically no salary. which is nice. Yeah. And they're they have a lot of cap room. They can do a lot. They're going to bring in some key guys, and they're going to go for a run. They're a younger team. They're going to be built for that. And you know, one player that is really going to help Bedard is uh, Johnny Goudreau. You know, he's yeah. going to be setting him up all day, every day. But we thought the same. We, we thought that. Yeah, we thought that with him and Line. Obviously, Line was having a lot of injury troubles this year. I think this is like the third or fourth yeah. time he's been. He's good though, man. I watched him a couple of times this year. Lonnie, he's good. Lonnie is good, but he's he lacks in his own zone a lot. Yeah, a lot. But I want Columbus to be a regular in the playoffs and get Connor Bedard. He's gonna fire that cannon off so many times in in Ohio. So it's basically gonna be Pittsburgh Penguins out of the playoffs next three year, three years. And you're thinking if it's Bedard, you think Columbus is gonna take Pittsburgh's spot as one of those? I good don't teams. think they come in instantly. No. No, but like within three years. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, Montreal. If, if Bedard goes there, they, they can be there in three years' time for sure. And the then playoffs. Montreal is going to be one of those eight teams. So who's going Florida's to Florida's going to be there too if they can get fit more physical. That so team's, who's leaving? The team's pretty soft. Who's leaving the playoff picture? Islanders. 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 Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. It's going to be a battle, man. Like who? It is going to oh be a God, battle. Oh, my God. Is it ever going to be a battle? Well, who's going to drop off the cliff in the East? Nobody. Like, yeah. Let's Even just... with Boston like going to be losing... All, pretty well all their rental guys this year. Bergeron and Krejci, do they come back if they don't get it done this year? I just don't think Boston's ever not going to make the playoffs anytime soon. If they lose all these guys, man, like they're not going to be too deep. Well, Marshawn's going to be there for another five more years. He's yeah. going to play until he can't. He's not going to be playing with Bergeron, though. Won't be playing with Bergeron. Pasternak, he'll be there for he's, long He's haul. there for a long haul. Taylor Hall is there for a long ticket. haul. Taylor Hall, yeah. But you know he's, he's still he's a bottom six guy right now. But he's still a good player. He's still a bottom six guy. He's not going to really bring too much. Like he's not on that MVP level anymore. So you're thinking Boston would be one of those teams that might not necessarily. It just kind of depends on where they go with their team from here on out. But <sighs> I could see them if if guys start leaving. Yeah, that East is going to be some freaking tight. Not looking good for a Montreal fan. Looking for them to squeeze. Even in Ottawa playoffs. in a couple of years, man, they're going to be good. Like who's going to? Not it's make gonna be a sweet race. Like East is gonna be so much stronger than the West. Like I can't, oh, I don't see too many West teams this loaded up for the for years to come. Man, the East. I think all the good players are in the East. <sighs> yeah, it, it's fucked. It is. It, it's gonna be great to see great great hockey coming up, and maybe Toronto might be a teammate with Matthews leaving. Who knows? John Tavares aging. Any teams really? Like all teams are gonna be like Boston is aging. So now you think out of all the teams, Toronto's gonna be Toronto is aging. So they out of all the teams, all these old players. So you think Toronto, Boston, Pittsburgh exit, Montreal, Ottawa, That's, Columbus. I never said that. Enter. I never said that. These these are all just kind of hypothetical thoughts that were going a little bit off the rails, from even what our our program had today. Yeah. But but just imagine if Columbus anything can happen, man. Just imagine if Columbus got Connor Bedard and then acquired Daryl Sutter from Calgary after they fire him. <laughs> He should those, be, he those, should be fired. Those right. young guys would love Daryl Sutter coming in, wouldn't they? No, they would one thousand percent hate that guy, man. I like I can't I can't say I'm surprised with some of the players saying they don't want to be back in Calgary, in in that organization anymore. If Sutter's back next year, he just he's seems like he's kind of out of tune with today's NHL. He, I think he's still running a great system, though. Don't get me wrong. This is like, his last stint. In the NHL. Yeah, he, he's going to be going back to the farm here pretty soon. Pretty soon. Yeah. And you At the end one, of this year, for yeah. sure. And you know one thing the NHL is going to gain with him leaving is more smiles. 
more smiles. With him gone, he has some good make... sound bites though in the media. Yeah, but it's but most of the time he's just, hey, yeah, you you played what thirteen minutes, one shot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's boring. Like, good job. Yeah, he he's he's done. He's he's got to be done. He's gonna probably be a future Hall of Fame coach though. Won two cups with the Kings, right? Yeah. So he's he's been a great coach and. Like I said, their, their system's great. Like, at 5-on-5, five five, Calgary ranks 1st in shot attempts, 5th in expected goals for, 8th in scoring chances for, and ninth in goals scored. And they're still sitting outside the playoffs. Yeah, and also on the defensive side of the puck, like, they rank 2nd in shot attempts against, 4th in scoring chances against, and 6th in expected goals against. So, on any, like, on any other team, those numbers would make a team a top 10 team But what's in their the goals league. for? Like, how many do they have all year? Like, like yeah, in the league. I think they're right here in the middle, aren't they? Well, they're ninth in goal scored. League-wide. League-wide. Yes, that's the stat I, yeah, I read off. Goals against. Must be fucking high. Yeah, they have 232 against. Yeah. Sitting, what, 20th probably? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it could be something like that, but 237, a lot of goals for, for the nuts. team. Like it's it's crazy, but their their huge weakness is definitely in nets right now. Like Markstrom's yeah. not been playing like a Vesna Trophy goaltender like he did last year. He was a finalist. Yeah, it's just nuts how it can go from so good to so not good. Like how can a goalie be so good and then just drop off the cliff? It's it's mind bog mind boggling really because Sutter has nothing really to do with his his game. <laughs> right, so you can't be blaming that on Sutter, but because his offensive team is playing really well, so on the puck. But their new additions really have been disappointing as well, though. Huberto went from 115 points last year to 50 so like, far. What, what the fuck? Kadri went from 87 points in 71 games to currently 51 in 75 games. But that's the system. Like that's, that's the system in Florida, going to old school Daryl Sutter system in calgary obviously it's not bonding well with jonathan Huberto. but they're still scoring goals though like they're they're still ninth in expected goals they're scoring fifth, by committee fifth in expected they're goals scoring by committee they're just not like finishing Jeez. it's their issue yeah it's and that doesn't really make sense because they actually brought in more finishers you yeah, know like goudreau's more so of a playmaker he's but like he will bring up that expected goals total as well because he creates so many chances offensively yeah but, but then, yeah huberto huberto cadre Weger, all down years coming into calgary on their on their first year in and no surprise with cadre no yeah no well he had great players surrounding him there in colorado he was exposed on that first power play line which is absolutely lethal but it's got to be a system thing though it's got to be i don't know how well it could we, be a, could be a mix of the talent that's surrounding him in like the way Sutter's really deploying him out there from time to time because yeah. at some points we've seen him on the third line this year. Well, right now he's playing in the third line. Yes, yeah, so there you go. It, it's it's time for Sutter to pack his bags and get out of town because this team should be an easily easily a playoff team this year, but they're not. Yeah, And they're, they're kind of lucky that they have that. They're getting those loser points too in the standings because they're only two points out, but they have 15 overtime points. Like, lo- losing in overtime a shootout. 
which is crazy because they have seven less losses than Winnipeg, and they're only two points back of the playoff spot. Yeah. And Sutter back in the day, is he was really against the loser point. Well, it might actually help him if for this uh, stretch down. Well, it's to gonna have to. It's gonna have to help him any way possible because you know what the Preds are pushing there too, and you know what I heard there today that you know the Predators right now they're feeling good about themselves. It's too bad Yossi and Forsberg weren't back in the lineup. Though Forsberg's been out for a long time, and Yossi could bring a lot to that team as well. But huge win against the Bruins last <sighs> unbelievable, last night, right? Like again, Saros is an all-star goaltender. He can he's going to bring it all the time for you, and a goaltender means a lot to a team. But a lot. Even even Glass of the Predators, he said there that there's a lot of belief in the room right now, and that uh, just beating the first place team gives you that much more. So like, do you think the Preds actually might have a chance to get into the playoffs? They definitely do. They have a couple games in hand. If they win those two games that they do have in hand, they're tied for tied with Winnipeg, eighty five points. Yeah, so no, I no, no, they'd be ahead, eighty six points. They'd be ahead, yes. They'd be ahead, so it's gonna be a fun stretch there in the West, with Calgary being right there as well. But I want, I'd rather see Nashville make that, make that Me too. jump because Winnipeg should have won there the other night when they played San Jose, right? Yeah, and if like Nashville if they're gonna be losing in, these games like that, and if Nashville squeaks in, they'd be playing against uh, who? Who's in the tops anyway? Vegas. Playing Vegas, and you know anything can happen there. Honestly, yeah, it could get a healthy Forsberg, and the way this Predators team has been playing, if Saro, really, if Saros plays like he has been all year, he he's gonna seal the series for them. He can easily steal the series. Yeah, and uh, you know Saros, him he playing him playing the way he's playing right now. Then you get Philip Forsberg coming back, and well, it's just. Philip Forsberg, you're gonna, you know, you're bound to get a few goals out of him. You know, he's your best player. You know, a lot of chances. Yeah, your best player. Well, and then, offensively, uh, forward, I should say, because yeah. Yossi is their best player. And then, yeah, and then again, Yossi coming back. Hopefully, he's back soon, and hopefully, Duchesne is. He not is a, traveling with the team though, which is a good sign. He, yeah, he was with the team there in Boston. Didn't play obviously, but he at least he's traveling. He's like still if around he's, the team. Like if he's somewhat ready to go, if I was Yossi, if I was somewhat ready to go, I'm going. I've all summer to but again, if he plays and they make the playoffs and he's without the playoffs, you know what I mean? This yeah, yeah. When the team's been playing like as good as they have been, it's kind of nice that he can take the odd game here and there off. Like, although they only have been five, four, and one in the last ten, but which isn't that great? No, it, it really isn't. But it it has been enough to keep themselves in the race. Yeah, it really has. But uh, they they'll be playing Penguins there tomorrow night, so that'd be one hell of a game. Two teams just, you know, trying to stay try, try Pittsburgh staying in the playoffs and Nashville chasing. So it's going to be a fun one to watch there. I'll definitely be watching that, that game tomorrow. Is Pittsburgh, Florida just going to keep flip-flopping week to week or what? <sighs> I don't know, man. But uh, it's a, it's a, not know. a bad schedule for the Preds, though, down the stretch. You know, it's you know they got some good games. You know, the Pens, Blues, Stars, Knights, Hurricanes, Jets, Flames, Wilds, Avalanche. No, those are some strong games. That Calgary it's, one could be a, a huge one. That Cal- yeah, oh they, yeah, if they rally be, some wins together here, that'd be a fun. That's in those upcoming games. That's coming up quick too. I know it's the tenth of April, but you know, tenth of April is going to be here sooner than we think. It will be here pretty quick, is right. Enough on that for a little bit. What about the big commish? We had to talk about this guy this week, <laughs> Gary Batman, and just uh, how do you, how do you get this job? 
That's a question that I was actually wondering myself because he's he's not really doing like a who? whole lot of good things for the league right now, is he? Well, did he just like see the posts like in the local newspaper, like commissioner for the National Hockey League? And back he just in the, back in the early nineties. Yeah, he just applied. He just yeah. obviously he applied for the job, I guess. But he he did come from uh, the NBA. Which, which is a, is a known fact. He was a senior vice president in the, and the general counsel, like in the NBA. Yeah, so boring. he was, he was yeah. at one point though, he was third in command in the NBA, which is, it's up there for sure. And maybe the NHL just kind of felt since that league's doing so good, maybe we should try to get someone over there yeah. and try to grow the game, try to grow the NHL. Like the NBA has grown. Yeah. I don't know if it's worked out that well though. Has it? Like, as a fan's perspective, I don't love him. Not many do, because when he goes out for the Stanley Cup ceremony, all you can hear is, boo! And there's a reason behind that. Most fans obviously don't know the reason. They just jump on the bandwagon to just start booing. But one of the reasons is maybe because there's some smart people out there in the States. I haven't heard much of it, though. Like, have you literally heard anything about why Batman is the shits? Like, supposedly the shits? Supposedly the shits? Yeah, like, why is he getting booed? Like, I bet you if we ask you... all the fans that boo. So, why are you booing Gary Bettman? Why? I think, no, wait, wait, wait. Before you answer this, I think a lot of the answers will be, because it feels like we, he just doesn't care about the game. He doesn't care about hockey, and us as fans, we care about it so much, we just don't feel like he's in it like we are. I think that's some answers that you'd get. That could be definitely some of them that you would receive but i don't believe that's true like I, I think he does like the sport and obviously he wouldn't get into the business of something he wouldn't enjoy doing right but you know he just it's, got into the business but it is a it is a job that everyone probably would want there wasn't many commissioner that's jobs a, available at the time he just probably just wanted one because it pays super good and he well, wants to be in charge it was the of first league. it was the first commissioner job in the nhl history so well, there you go and but i believe the reason it has to be because of the labor stoppages he had three, three labor stoppages during his tenure so far. So like two shortened seasons, one yeah. complete lockout. And that sucked. And that lockout was the first in North American professional sports league history like to cancel an entire season. We've never seen that before. We've seen it happen in the postseason there in the MLB once, but so is a he whole just season, we haven't seen that. So is he just strict? I wouldn't say it's like strict, but like, he just couldn't get a deal done with the NHLPA at the time to, to settle on it. That's what I mean. It like, was all kind of surrounded around the salary cap at that point, yes. too. Like, the owners wanted to bring that in, and players didn't want it. But kind of, yeah. It happened. But, but <laughs> There's like, a salary cap. But, like, his job is to get the deal done prior to the season. And if he was just farting around saying, ah, well, we'll get this done at some point, and maybe someone will just back off, and someone will just – give in to somebody else that's what i mean and... like was he a stiffler like was he like listen i can't back down well maybe he wasn't this stiff enough like if it was between the players and the owners he's got to step in there and be the facilitator in that and that's what it was about the players and the owners the but... first the first like the 0506 lockout well that wouldn't have been the first one but yeah the one that i remember the most and yeah we would remember the most yeah because well everybody because it was the only complete season shutdown and it ruined a year that we could have seen ovechkin in play. his in his rookie year it and would have been like he would have been a year one more year than crosby because that was yeah 
and Malkin. We would have had a year yes. another year to Malkin. Another so year. he ruined that for us. So boo, frig you, Batman. But again, I'm not backing up. I'm not backing Batman here at all because I think I'd be one of the guys that would boom as well. Because I don't know, I just feel like he's just not really a nice guy. Like I judge people on their character, not just bit solely on business moves. But his character in the media that I get to see, anyways, is just not there for me. But besides the point, he's a finicky little guy too, eh? Yeah, it's just whenever the interviews I hear him, he just sounds like I'm the man, you know? Yeah. Like freak everyone. But anyways, what I'm not, I'm not backing him up at all. But one thing I do really want to mention is that with all the lockouts and the tr- past troubles the league has had, it's not entirely his fault. But I know that he gets the blame, just like he gets put. He gets the blames put on there because he's the you know he's the face of the league so he's going to be the one to get shit on right just like politicians yeah. get shit on the presidents and and uh, you know the prime ministers whatever whatever you whatever you want to base it around but the nba you know the nfl they're just so rich you know they bring in so much more money so it'd be an easier job for those commissioners just to be like okay you know there is no salary cap so like okay like here we go like pay them this you pay them whatever because they basically have an endless amount of money revenue like with nhl though they don't have an endless amount of revenue and they have to work a certain way you know they have to pay people a certain amount you know that's why they brought in the salary cap like they and that's why it only rises so much every year because it just fixes with everything else that's going on in the world like maybe his league was a little bit difficult more difficult to navigate than it is the other leagues I wouldn't say that's true, though. How so? Well, how how is it any different? Because the commissioner is the one that's going to have the final say, basically. And I feel like he's just kind of... He's making his own league, trying to do his own thing. Right? Like, if, if you kind of follow that path, there is salary caps in football. Like, there is in basketball. But they're ridiculously they're, high. But teams meet it, and if and if they go over, then... It's the same as hockey. It's penalties. It's the same as hockey. Yeah. yeah. There's rules for every league. But, and like, Gary it's Bettman... easier for some leagues to kind of work around it because, like, say for the NFL, like, they can restructure guys' contracts in the offseason to to pay them more up front so then it'll go down on their salary cap. Maybe the NHL should kind of bring in something like that, too. But at the same time, it's nice to see that competitiveness as well. Like, everyone's – it's a set point. This is what it is, and this is what it has to be. Like, you can't go over. You can't be restructuring contracts after they're already signed. But at the same – like, MLB is a, kind of a different story altogether because, like, you're always going to have the Yankees, like, the Mets and the Dodgers, the Red Sox, always just forking out a bunch of money and always being competitive when you got – teams you'll never like we'll probably never see them in in a long time unless they develop their young guys and want to stick around and be loyal players to the franchise like Arizona Diamondbacks like not going to see those guys in there but I don't feel like it's a difference like there is going to be different aspects to each commissioner role in each of the sports but I don't I don't think you can really compare one to the other either well you can't compare one with the other they're totally different sports and there's totally different like amounts of fans and it's just it's, it's totally different and i think a huge but the ro- thing is, reason why the cap is also higher in like these other sports is because they're actually they grew the game to where they can like the revenue that they're bringing in compared to the nhl nowhere's close no yeah everyone it's knows it's close 
Like, rookies are getting 950K, like we mentioned earlier. Like, Connor Bedard, he's going to be a superstar. 950K. If you go to the NFL, first overall pick's going to get 30 mil. Yeah. Like, 20, 20 mil, 30 mil. Like, it's, it's crazy, the difference. But you know what, though? The difference, though, I still like the NHL, and I like the league system better than the MLB and the other big franchise but, because but like what you said before because like he hasn't before, grown like the, the game like the other guys have but though. like but to be honest man i like the nhl because you like every team will have a chance at being good and it's not just because a little bit it's because about where players want to go like you know with the uh kane you know wanting to go to the rangers like he gets to pick like that but it doesn't really happen very much compared to like the nba and the mlb and it happens all the time in the nba Oh, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Like players get to pick literally where they want to go. Like LeBron can yeah. just pick. That's what I mean. Like in the NHL, like oh yeah, okay. I thought you were saying no, it's the other not way. like that in no. those leagues. Okay, no, it's no. it's not like it that in the NHL all the time. In those like leagues. in the NHL, yeah. it is in a way like with Kane wanting to go to the Rangers, but we don't really see where players just just pick wherever the hell they want to go. Like it does happen, but not to the extent of the NBA yeah. and the MLB. In, in leagues like that, and like that's big contract wise, and I that's guess. why like you always see the same teams being good in the MLB, the same teams over and over again. It's the Yankees, the Red Sox, Cubs, the Mets, like over and over again. But you see Houston there, you know they're starting to they're playing well too. But like again, it's not not all teams I find get a good crack and good fair honest chance at it. Like it's NHL, you it has to good... do with their ownerships too, though. It's nothing to do with like league commissioner or anything. It's like the owners don't want to fork out the money, like Tampa Bay. Like but they don't want to pay their players. They always have great. They just guys don't have up. it though. They don't want to pay their players. That's their problem. They don't want to be competitive. That's their issue. I know, but that's not that's not right. Well, it's they must not. It's have the not money on because... the league though. It's the owners. But they it's, like it's the owners must... that's fucking over the fans for that for that. Yeah, club. but there's something going up, man. No way. A guy that wants to buy a team and they just want to have the team and not want to spend the money to like it's not coming out of the owners' pockets. Some it is like some yeah. some of it is like it what is. happened there with the Mets. Like how much are they paying there? I have no idea, but a lot of it is coming out. Like if he is a billionaire, you know most freaking MLB owners are billionaires, but it's not just he's like literally just not paying the players like it's if it's like the yankees and red sox well, they get so much team, revenue Kim comes through the team's revenue which he owns which is his anyways money, besides the point that's besides the point again i'm not back in batman but like i think he's run the nhl pretty good i think you know every team is relatively competitive whether they have a couple bit down years but then they come back a few more few more years later like it it's a constant process basically but there's teams in other leagues that are just basically at the bottom all the time. And it's because it's just money. You know, it all comes down to money. Like, if you want to give the contracts to big players, if big players want to play in certain places, like LeBron James, he basically just picks where he wants to play. Like, he's probably going to go back to Cleveland again to see if he wants to win a championship. Like, no, he actually came out and said he wants to play with his son whenever he gets drafted in the league. So his contract's up at the same time. His son's going to get drafted, so he's just going to sign with that team and play with his son. Yeah, anyway, it's pathetic. It's a joke. And let's stop talking about Batman because he he does he's doing an all right job, but still. He's done some great things. Like, he actually created, like, the revenue sharing to help stabilize Canadian teams back in the 90s, like, such as the Flames, Oilers, and Senators. Without that, those teams would have been in trouble like in trouble so he's done a lot of good things they like help and and not just american teams like he is an american born in new york so to him to even 
help the Canadian team's success because without the Canadian teams, really, your whole like fan base is pretty well. Shot. Would would you say like how much of the fan base do you think is just Canadian? Well, like, it's a lot. So, like it's almost every Canadian. But then you got Boston, you got New York. Yeah, New York's kind and even Columbus, like New you York, said. Yes, I'm Minnesota, St. Louis. Like they have, there's a lot of good American fans out there too, right? Yeah. In Dallas too, like I just watched that Dallas a little bit of Dallas game last night. Those Dallas fans, I know it wasn't even in Dallas, but like there's even fans at that game. Like there's a lot of Dallas Stars yeah. fans out there. Yeah, for sure. One thing I wish we would have seen more of, like during Batman's years is is players being able to play like in olympics consistently or having those world cups like anything that we can see like the best on best because we haven't seen that in such a long time and he's the big blame for that once again just unable to get deals done he's rightfully he's rightful to be booed over that that's he's, just ridiculous he's, his inability to get deals done is just in a timely manner like he can't get it done and he can even do a world championship like the like we talked last episode like bring it like why don't you just do one before the season starts before the nhl starts i bet you there'd be a lot of players wanting to go in that like if it's just once every four years yeah i'll play yeah like they're hockey players they want to be considered like they want to be on that team like it's gonna be a thing and you'll have canada you'll have russia sweden finland uh u.s Slovakia, u.s united states <laughs> Uh, Germany, like that'd be so much fun to see. Like, Germany's really been growing too. Switzerland too, like I got Timo Meyer, he's sure. But Germany with Drysaddle and Mort Sider. Like, I would love to go with that. Could you imagine a tournament based in like I was gonna say Halifax, hopefully. <laughs> but like if they had boys tournament, love Halifax, even on if they the had pod. a tournament in like Montreal, like I'd oh, literally yeah. go up to Montreal and I'd pretty much want spend the week there every game. Spend the week there, just buy a pass. That'd be great. Yeah, or to grow a game. That's why the Olympics is so great too, maybe, right? It maybe, grows the game. Maybe our podcast will be big enough, and we can have like media passes and go. Yeah, but like, like I said, like even the Olympics, like have these big events with your best players in the world, and these countries, you know how the Olympics are a different place all you know all the time, right? Every it's going to grow years. the game wherever the Olympics are, yeah. and if they do another tournament like the World Cup, like a World Championships, whatever you want to call it, then you can do it. I think that would be an all right. I think he. I think Gary Benton would get less booze if he did something like this. Hopefully, it's in a couple of years' time. It's time to see McDavid play in the best on best. But what happened? Win, win Canada another gold medal. We've been Olympicless since 2012. No. No. 2008. No. no, the 2010 one was in Vancouver. Oh, the 2010. <laughs> and they have been since. There was. I think there was one more they went to. Between then and now, no, there's never been an Olympics since 2010. Yes, there has. It's every four years. But hockey, I don't know, man. I I feel like they've been at least once more. You think there was one in 20? It goes summer, winter, summer, winter. The Olympics. You think hockey last time they went was 2010? Yeah. The NHL. Yeah. Canada would have won the next time, anyways. No, and then we'd be seeing that on live footage, like you know, before the games, Crosby doing his, you know, his golden goal celebration. There would have been someone else with the golden goal. He, Crosby would have had two golden goals by then. Three. There could have been three Winter Olympics since then. Three. Oh, they played in Sochi, right? Two thousand fourteen. They were there. Well, the last NHL one, players. Last one was so a golden goal. No, it wasn't. They played in Sochi. Yes. Canada beats Sweden. And got gold. 
and got gold in the Olympics. <laughs> in the Olympics, what? Yes, man. I, I knew they were there once more be- after Vancouver. So twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen Olympics. Yeah. Oh my God, that's great to know. <laughs> Congratulations, Canada. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. Wow! Yeah, they were. I mean, there, we though. should celebrate. Yes. Did they win gold too? They won. What do you mean? Wow! Just, yeah, they won her. Oh, TJ Oshie was there, right? When they made a big deal with Oshie in the shootouts, always getting the goals and stuff, right? So the NHL players went to Sochi in 2014. Yeah, and like can crushed Yager in that tournament too. You remember that or no? Like you're just completely blank and just scrambling on the phone over there. Yeah, trying, I want to see their roster. It. So the. T- the roster for that Olympic team had Luongo, Price, Smith. I'd say those are the NHL players. Keith, Ham Hughes, Weber, Dowdy, Bomeister, Petrangelo, Edward Vlasic, Subban, Duchesne, Sharp, Marlow, Kunitz, all right, all Getzlav, right. Taves, <laughs> Tavares. Wow. I, I knew I wasn't wrong on that one. I knew there was one more that we've seen. But, That's great, though, eh? But... We still missed a few, which which sucks. But hopefully, twenty so missed one in twenty eighteen, twenty twenty six, and, and we missed one in twenty twenty two. So we missed two, and probably prior to twenty ten as well. We we missed because uh, there was a stretch there in between. I know they went to Salt Lake, and then there was a gap. That is nuts. Anyways, oh, congratulations, Canada, on that 2014 gold medal win against Sweden. Yeah, huge W. Hopefully, we get to see that again twenty twenty six. Would be the next one with all the NHL players actually being able to participate in that. Where did I go during that time? Did I go with Stewie in his time machine <laughs> to a different time? Maybe you did. What what time zone would you? Do have you remember back me to? in 2014? Was I even here? Uh, I was. When just, did we meet? I was just. <laughs> when did we meet? Fuck man, that was a long time ago. Nineties. I'm gonna have to call my mom. Figure this all out, eh? It's a lot to process. You, you can't even remember. How old was I in 2014? Where was I? It would have been like 18, 19, 20. Anyways, 20. You were born in 94. You would have been 20. The world's, question, the world's questionable. I don't know where I was during that time frame, but I missed the 2014 Sochi Olympics. <laughs> you should rewatch that this weekend. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I just wonder how I got my education and all that stuff. Um... Anyways, <laughs> I uh, we will skip to other news. And yeah, other we, news, we really went off the rails there, so I think it's time to kind of get back. And on in track. other news, a player hitting 140 points, like what the f? <laughs> I mean, we are an explicit podcast. You probably could have said fuck there. <laughs> <laughs> but what the? Yeah, man, he's what he's doing this year is bonkers. Scoring at would you consider him the best goal scorer in the league? Well, right now, yeah. Duh. <laughs> Seen a guy hit 140 points. I don't think in my life. Well, whatever happened there, whenever I blanked out in 2014, did no, anyone? No one hit it. it. No, no one. No one hit it in 2014. <laughs> uh, the previous high that we would have seen was Kucherov. I think he had like 127, 129, around <sighs> there. We've never seen this. We had, didn't have the luxury of watching Gretzky when he was hitting over 200 on a regular basis. 
Or Mario Lemieux hitting 200 there once as well. But It was sad, though. I think David didn't get a goal last night. Why'd you bet it? No, I just wanted to get to 70. 70 goals. He's going to push for it. Eh? He's at, what's he at? 60? He's 10 away. Yeah, he's at 60. He needs 10 in 9 games. 8 games now. Who does he play next? Is he going to get I, a I did, next game? We went over that one podcast. You, I know. You were I'm just saying so you were going to go to the 70. We I, were going to make a bet on that, too, and you didn't want to make it. Why? I, I would have... I, no, that's false. No, that true. is false. I, I think true. we got to go back and listen on that podcast because I was really confident in it's him true. not reaching 70. You were bringing up false accusations Ooh, about me. Geez, they're playing the Kings, too, on Thursday. Oh, it's just Corpy. He can get a couple And then they're playing Anaheim on Saturday. Hattie, Hattie Watch. <laughs> He's on Hattie Watch already for Anaheim, boys. <laughs> I think I'm going to bet him getting a goal for sure on Saturday. I'm going to bet over one and a half, so two goals minimum against Anaheim. That's Saturday night? Yeah. Yeah, everyone ride the McDavid two two goals. Eleven o'clock. That's I'm him. gonna stay up for that too. Him and Drysdale been so good, man. So Nuts. good. But what, another player on that team, kind of really no, not kind of, but really flying underneath the radar, Nugent Hopkins. Oh God. He might get the forty goals and a hundred points this season. Never thought. He didn't even go over. I think it was seventy before in his career. Look at him. Look at him. Did you even know that? Oh yeah, I knew he was hot. Not many people would, especially yeah. not people that follow Edmonton. Well, I did think that Nugent Hopkins was going to get 200 points at one at one point in his career. I really did think that when he got chosen number one overall. You kind of think that about hope for that about every first overall player, though. Yeah, and that's why. That's they don't why always pan out like that. But, but it might. Without without having McDavid and Dreisel, I don't think it's possible for no, him, though. Oh, no, God, no. Like, we weren't seeing this kind of production when he was with Hall and Eberle. It won't help out whenever he goes to renew his contract either. Like, he just got a new contract there, what, last year or two years ago? So, like, it's not going to affect it. He's just a really good player for uh, Edmonton right now. And it was a good signing, too, looking like right now. A lot less pressure on him, though. So, maybe that's what's helping him out as well. Yeah. Nothing to worry about. He probably has no media coming over to his stall anymore. He just, still just seems all young. McDavid and... Well, he looks... He has a baby face. Yeah. He has a baby but face. But what is so. he? He's like 27 now, eh? Man. I, I wouldn't say he's that... No, he's not that old. I'll look no. it up for us here, man. Because... Uh, look at it, this. I'm going to... I'm going to leaders. Points leaders. Because I know that he's up so high. To find his name. He's right now sitting sixth overall in points right now. Hey, he's He's been phenomenal this year. And, well, Edmonton really... Putting the puck in the net. How old do you think he is? Second nature for them. How old do you think he is? 25. <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins is 29. No, he's not. <laughs> yes. What the fuck? Yes, he is. Wow, he's older than Nate Dog. Yeah, he's 29. That's I did not think he was older than he Nate He was drafted Dog. in 2011. That just goes to tell you he looks like a baby face. Like, 29. Like, let's see a picture of his face there. Oh, it's a little old, but... Oh my god, he looks like he's twelve. Wow, twenty five like years 12, old, man. Like wow. <laughs> Where did you great. go? You must have went with me wherever I, I went during twenty fourteen. Yeah, a couple of years. Lost in a time warp. Yeah, we were gone the black hole there. That's all right. <sighs> Fuck. Twenty nine? Twenty nine years old. <laughs> he's old. Yeah. He's gonna be wanting to ship out and go for a cop player one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> might not get done. Well, this year, I, I think they got a good shot this year. I really do. I can't wait I really for the do. playoffs. I really cannot wait. 
Like, their goaltending really isn't better or worse than any other team in the West right now. No, no. There isn't. Like, I don't think there's really one that's like, oh, yeah, they're the best. No, but Colorado will be come playoff time. Like Minnesota's Minnesota's tandem, I guess, been playing the best. Flurry and Gustafson. But is this Ottinger the... too? Ottinger's been sliding. Oh yeah, but is this the time where you put a hundred dollars on the Avalanche winning the cup? Because they're I don't way think down they're winning right this year. I don't think they're winning this year, so I would save my hundred dollars and put it towards another team. What, what team? They're not even. Uh, Colorado's probably way up there in odds. I, I think you're underestimating them. You think you're up there still? Sorry oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. They're, they're at least top three cup favors right now. Jeez, I'm not going to touch that then. <laughs> I'd say it would be Boston. A good bet would have been Boston the first year. Yes. Oh, Jesus. my God, man. I think they're down, been a like, nice I think they're down like 15th or something. Oh, easily. Yeah, easily they would have been. People I, thought they people weren't even going to make the playoffs. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Well, but, you can say it still if you want. No, it's it's been covered. Hey, people don't need to hear that twice. I oh, man, what was one other thing we were going to talk about? Biden and the Canadian teams, right? Yeah, that hundred-year-old president there. Is he all right? I don't think he's all there. I really don't. I think he's. Gone. I, I actually seen him, seen a video of him today. He was with his. Like, he has a walker. Like I think that's what they call them. Not not like a walk like. Not like in a walker, like using a walker, but like a guy that they call his walker, like his spotter, I guess, kind of. And yep. he'll tell him like, yeah, just go like this many steps this way, go down this ramp. There's guys on your left, just wave to them. Like this was all in the hot mic. So like the video, you could hear everything on the video. This guy telling Joe Biden to do every single thing. And he's like, there's going to be a blue dot. You can just go stand there and just stand there and like, and I'll get you into it gets you into your speech, I guess, sort of thing. Whoa, bless you. But uh, if Joe Biden did that, I think his teeth would have fell out. Holy shit, that was a powerful <laughs> sneeze, man. But yeah, I, uh, I've seen a lot of videos of him too. Like he's, Falling downstairs, falling yeah, off his bike. Exiting the helicopter in his front yard at the White House and getting lost. <laughs> big yard, man. It's a big yard. He literally got lost. Didn't know where he was going. Guy had to come get him and show him the way. Oh, yeah. Well, he was in Parliament this last week uh, in Ottawa for you American listeners. Might not know the capital of Canada there. But he was saying he likes all the Canadian teams except for the Leafs. You know what the reason was? Why? <laughs> he said he doesn't like the Leafs because they beat the Flyers earlier on in the season. And his wife likes from and, Philadelphia. And uh, just, a, just a little note for you there, Joe. Every team has beat the Flyers <laughs> at some point. <laughs> He doesn't like any team. They've been brutal this year, man. I, I wish someone would have asked them who's the top player on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Or ask them, like, so... I think he I think he might have said Wendell Clark. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my God. I don't even know what he would say. Oh, old delusional Joe. At it again. What a good guy. Or, like, so what do you think of the Philadelphia Flyers? Do you think they're, uh, you know, in the, going in the right direction? They got... Orange and black jerseys. Yeah. It's... And then you'd hear a round of applause. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's the president and people just got to applaud him. I feel like... That's what he, he'd probably say that. I feel like politics is slowly being less cared about now from the general public than ever before. Oh, yeah. It definitely is. I mean, I 
I'm not big on it. Like, what's it going to change, right? Nothing. But someone, no. I guess, has to be in charge. Someone does. The job title's there for someone to take. But I'm not too interested in it. I'll, I'll go do my due, dil- due diligence there and, and vote? cross off a person's name. But I, I have missed a couple in my lifetime, though. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say if I'm busy, not going to get done. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, you should always do stuff like that. Always vote. Every vote matters. Every vote counts. But, and talking about every... Not every vote, but every game counts. Teams playing spoilers this year. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them, right? Yeah, yeah there is a lot of them. And there's going to be a lot of crucial games here. Like, we're talking about some games down the stretch from, you know, teams like the Calgary Flames and the Nashville Predators, Hurricanes, Pens. Like, there's going to be some crucial games, and it's going to happen. A lot of these games are happening this week. And uh, I just, I don't know where they're going to be going. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be some tight ones. Got to be really tight runs, is right. Like I, I love this time of the year when teams start playing spoiler though, like in the big moments down the yeah. final stretch. Like even tonight, it's going to be a big game for the Capitals and Islanders. Like it really is. Like I know we know the Capitals, they're done. They're not making the playoffs. But like yeah, they're it's toast. A, it's a big game for the Islanders tonight. If they want to stay where they are, for sure. Like they got to continue to win. They have been playing great, like lately, six three and one in the last ten, pretty solid compared to other teams trying to push for that spot. But this is like what, like what you said, Washington. They can play spoiler right now on the Islanders. Exactly tonight. Exactly. Even the Leafs. I know like they're still a good team, but they can actually. But they're already solidified into the playoffs. But they like they can play spoiler on the Panthers tonight. That's gonna be a great game too. Yeah, yeah it's, I'm, I'm gonna take the over on that. There's gonna be so many goals unless Samsonov so plays actually. If Sam Sonoff plays tonight, he just had a kid. He is playing. He's yeah. confirmed. All right, yeah, I shut out. And even Colorado and Minnesota, that's going to be one hell of a freaking game, too, tonight. That's for first place in the Central. How nice advantage. It's for first place in the Central. And all that altitude up there in Colorado? Like, that means a lot. It does mean a lot. It does. It really does. Even teams like Vancouver, they're going to play spoiler down the stretch, too. And they really have no right in playing. Like, they should be losing these games. Yeah, they they fire their coach. They standings were, are they, what they're at now. But, but like, yeah, they, they fire their coach, and they said they're going to be retooling. But, like, they got better. <laughs> they got better whenever they did the coaching change, and maybe they should have did it earlier on in the <laughs> season. But at one point, we we were talking maybe top five pick for the Canucks whenever they did the Whenever Bruce Boudreau was still in town, I guess. And now, not and so. And now, yeah, when Rick Tock kind of took over, he refuses to let this team die really since taking over the Canucks are 16 9 and 2 under Tockett and at an 82 game pace that's 103 points that's a playoff team pretty crazy they're lucky they're in the west because next year anything anything can happen that's right yeah west is not as strong as the east that's for sure but it's pretty much locked in the east you know the bottom teams are done 29 30 31 32 they're all you know, overall, I mean, like, you know, you got your Sharks, Ducks, Hawks, Jackets. You know, they're the bottom four teams. It's all up to, all up to Montreal, Arizona, and the Flyers. We'll see what position they fall. Hopefully it stays right where it's at. But uh, A lot of teams going to be playing spoiler down the stretch zone. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Ottawa's playing probably the best hockey they have been all year. And they're playing the Flyers tomorrow night, so. 
we know what's going to happen. And they need there. these wins, too. Imagine if they just don't lose, like, the year they had the Hamburglar in the net. <laughs> just go on a big stretch like that again and you know squeak a, in. The good game there Saturday night, Leafs and Senators. Wow, that's going to be a big one. I'd like to see the odds of that game, because I think the Senators will probably pull one out. You think? Yeah, yeah I do. Okay. I could see it too, honestly. <laughs> the way they've been playing and the, Toronto's still trying to figure out their fucking lineups. Yeah, I could see it happening. Toronto likes to lose against the uh, the spoiler teams, yeah. the bottom feeders. But I am disappointed about tonight. There's really no not much good hockey on tonight. Well, they got the your, your Leafs and Panthers. You'll probably be watching that tonight, eh? thousand percent, I will I'm be. I'll watch uh, it too, but that's a tough bet to make. I won't be making any tonight. You don't got to bet every night. What are you watching? What are you betting You probably on haven't one? even gotten into your betting account yet anyways to make a bet. So you couldn't even make a bet if yeah, you wanted to make a I, bet. It seems like I missed the convenience store up at Stanley Bridge, too. So I'm making I think you just got to get on the horn there and call the guys, the customer service <sighs> for your betting app. Easier said than done. No free ads, though, but bet 365. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so do you have much more you want to cover for this uh, this podcast? Uh this week, so I know it's been a pretty quiet week in general, but uh, it has been a pretty quiet week. And there was actually one thing I really, I really want to bring up. I was gonna bring up at the start, but there's nowhere to fit it in on that great intro of yours. So, <laughs> Thank you. I, I, yeah, I just couldn't slide it in there. But one thing I did see this past week, that's and what it, she said. It happened uh, with the Florida Panthers there. Brooks Kapka, the golf star, in in live after he took the bag there and live and left PGA. Yes. Uh, the tour, but <laughs> yeah, did you see him at the game? You didn't see this? Well, had to bring up because oh, he, yes, he, I he did. Had, yeah, he had the fucking traffic cone, like <laughs> he had the pylon at the rink with him, and he was yelling at Eckblad. He's like, You are a fucking traffic cone, and then he's like, Eckblad, you suck, while holding the pylon, <laughs> like, just hates him. And Why? actually, I oh, he, he didn't have a great game, but like. I it's, know, he's but... still a great defenseman in the league. But I didn't know he was that passionate of a Florida fan either. Do you think he actually is or just super drunk? Or does he just really hate Ekblad? Maybe there's something personal there. It could be because Ekblad said today, he's like, we're not buddies. We'll never be buddies. <laughs> so <laughs> so someone must have asked him if, if they were buddies. And clearly, I don't think they ever will be. Well, by not that. now, but, but the, again, I'd like to know the real the reason behind that. screaming at a rink like that? I never thought we'd see the day. Brooks Kapka doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, Aaron I, Eckblad catching strays. That's mean. It'd be different if a fan like that wasn't a famous golf player did <laughs> Yeah, it. because you get so much more uh, media attention if it's someone else famous yeah. you know, yelling at you that you're a traffic cone. But he's pretty good, you know? He's he not, is good. He's he was former the, first overall pick. He's not put in the positions like he did last year. Like he's sitting on the second power play unit, which you know is definitely going to limit your he numbers. He was he was last year too, though, this... when they had Uyghur there. No, Ekblad was number one. No, he wasn't. Oh, you must. Been... What a split time, if anything. You must have been putting that time warp machine again, man. <laughs> well, we do use that from time to time. Like, so do you? How, how yeah. can how can't we use that when we're the only ones that have it? I and have know. access to it. Anyways, hopefully we don't get robbed now. But, but that was like the only other thing I really wanted to bring up. What about yourself before we kind of wrap this episode 14 up? Well, I, I had this joke too. Mm. All right, let's see if yours is finally better than mine one of these weeks because you've been definitely lacking lately Well, since the break. This one here I thought my, of, of myself, you know. 
a lot of them I do think of myself. Is this the one you thought of right after last yes. week's episode? Yes. Wow, I've been waiting all week to hear this, honestly. So, I I told my wife about it, and uh, she thought it was unreal. So, so where do baby cats go to school? With with all the kids wanting to be cats these days, any school I guess. No. <laughs> the public school. No. Kitty garden. Kitty garden. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't really get it, man. Like kid, kitty garden, kidner, kindergarten, kindergarten, kitten garden. You said kitty though. Yeah, you should have said kitten garden. Anyways, it's really funny. It would have been better if you said kitten garden. <laughs> kitten garden. That would have been way better. Anyways, my wife didn't think it was funny. I just <laughs> did that to ramp all you guys up there before. Oh, Joel, that's bad. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, that's, that's, joke what she the day. that's what she would have said, right? Yeah. So yeah. what's your joke of the day? Alright, well, yours had so much hype to it. I almost wanted to say mine first, but like now I don't really feel so bad because it wasn't phenomenal. Yeah, anyways, keep going. <laughs> um, how does NASA plan parties? I don't know. They plan it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. You'll get the joke of the day this time. Choke of the week, yeah. I'll give you the... I'm going to keep that belt for another week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, all good. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this this week's episode. We're in a different setting. Feels different. Different vibes, right? Different vibes, yeah. Different vibes. Feels nice, though. Yeah, we both got our hats on. Our NHL hats. I got the Devils. Go Devs. Yeah, and I got the Montreal Canadiens. Go... Uh... Draft lottery. Let's yeah. go. Ping pong ball. Yeah. Let's go. Ping pong ball. Yeah, but uh, next week, guys, we're actually going to pick the lottery draft ourselves to see what's going to happen. So we're going to put a bunch of balls in there and, you know. Yeah, I think around. I have like six ping pong balls at home, so that's enough, right? Yeah, and we'll tell you what's going to happen here next uh, next week. It, well, we have the time machine anyway, so we can literally just, <laughs> we can tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to say, bring up the anticipation for next week's episode for you. Yeah, but uh, tune in next week, folks. Uh, hopefully it'll be a little more of a clear-cut picture about, uh, you know, the playoff picture. And uh, we'll see what happens, too, with that, that IHF World Hockey Championship team there. Didn't even touch on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that there next week. It's uh, we we missed that one. Yeah, we're gonna... I think the strike, uh, the pitch count was out. We, yeah, we missed it. Yeah, the pitch yeah. count was out. But uh, we're gonna talk about that too, and uh, we're gonna touch on a little bit of the baseball too. Season opener coming up. Uh, see y'all.